The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 217 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. The Fringe Festival, known as Theater Crude, is returning for its second year from October 1st through the 10th. It showcases creative and adventurous local theater companies and theater companies from around the, the country. This year, because of the pandemic, the event is being held completely online with live streamed and pre-recorded performances. Joining us today over Zoom video conference are Theater Crude co-founders Adam and Jenny Brand, along with Sarah Fenner-King and uh, from Namron Player Theater, Players Theater in Norman and Brianna Gagney from Brooklyn, New York. Everyone, welcome to the show. Hi. It's, Hi. <laughs> I think this is the most we've had on Zoom video conferences. This is kind of cool. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll start with uh, Adam and Jenny. First off, for those who don't know, didn't tune in last year when we had this on, had you guys on the show. What is the Fringe Festival? Oh, my. That, that is always the surprisingly heaviest question that you ask <laughs> throughout the entire podcast. Um, our Fringe Festival is a collection of short plays, I guess is the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there are various types, styles, production levels. It's a, the full gamut of theater can happen during our festival. And uh, yeah, Fringe is a international term. It, it uh, refers to this festival that is relatively low tech, short pieces that really explore the breadth, the width of what theatrical performance can be. So this year we are, we have 12 different companies performing throughout the course of 10 days uh, in an attempt to show our audiences what theater means in a digital world. <laughs> Last year you had 10, so you've actually grown a couple of them. We have. The digital format has allowed us to expand mm -hmm. more than we otherwise might have. Uh, last year and when we do in-person festivals, we do uh, each company performs multiple times over the course of the uh, 10, 12 days. Uh, this year, we've decided to go with one live or um, one premiere performance. Mm -hmm for each company uh, and then we will uh, record those and have them available for only $5 throughout the month of October. So, so admission is only $5 to, to be a part of this. Well, to be fair, if you watch it uh, during its premiere, then it is pay what you can directly mm -hmm. to the artists. So the cost can be 10 cents and the cost can be $200. <laughs> well, I've tended to notice that when we, when you ask for donations, people tend to pay more than you would normally expect. I don't know why that is, but, but they do. So it would probably be really good news for, for the artists that you're, that you're premiering. We're hoping. Yeah. 
so uh, we've got Sarah. So let's start with you, Sarah. Uh, you've, you've, what, what is it? You're, you're from Norman. Is that right? Absolutely. I grew up here in Norman and was really appreciative of the art scene from a young age and getting to be exposed to all kinds of fun activities. And in uh, 2012, I started a theater company in Norman called the Namron Players. It is Norman spelled backwards. Oh, okay. That's what it was. I, I knew it sounded familiar, but yes. Yes, indeed. That's my little joke. And um, that little baby grew into the uh, teenager that it kind of is today. I mean, it's in its ninth season and I was able to hand off the reins to some folks who are way more experienced than I was at running a theater company and getting to uh, kind of explore and do fun things like this and uh, playwriting with theater crew. That's great. What is Namron bringing to the festival? Well, the show that I wrote for this uh, theater crew is called One Star, and it is about the uh, just the nemesis of all customer service representatives, the complainers who leave a one-star review. <laughs> and the these one-star reviews are actually for gorgeous national parks and national monuments and things that you can't fathom why anyone would ever find fault with them. And of course, a picky customer does. And I play the customer service national parks rep who has to get in touch and say, how can we improve your experience? (laughs) You've got to impress the customer, even if they don't like what you're doing. Oh, the customer is king, especially the ones who complain a lot. (laughs) The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. (laughs) And how long is your show? It is about 33 minutes long. Mm -hmm. So we're right in that sweet spot of, uh, it's it's going to be pushing through the plot so you don't have to get necessarily any lulls in there. And I think it's a, a pretty good time. Again, the Theater Crude Festival is running from the 1st to the 10th in October. What uh, When are we gonna be able to see yours? All right. Saturday night, October 3rd at 7 p.m. is going to be the big premiere for one star and i could not be more excited about it and there's going to be a q a afterwards so you'll get to meet me and our uh, director of photography and my co-performer lauren kathleen dale so it's just two people in the in the cast absolutely just me and her we uh kept our she's uh one of my best friends and she's in my quarantine bubble (laughs) so we wanted to keep it nice and small and her wife is the uh very experienced amazing director of photography she's very experienced in film and was able to help me with that part because i do a lot of theater but i have not done a lot of film that's great that's so much fun uh brie uh you are uh from brooklyn what what is it you're bringing to the festival Yeah, um, I actually hail from Miami, but I am stationed in New York at the moment. I am bringing my first, my one and my only uh, one woman play called Sis A Miss. And it is uh, kind of like, uh, always a difficulty to explain, but uh, hard and fast, uh, it deals a lot with my growing up in the Latter-day Saint religion, which I understand like at West, might be a little bit easier to explain but on the coast i always have to explain to my friends like no i grew up mormon and it's about a missionary who is a complete mess and she is sent to the mission field a few times and she keeps coming back and we kind of learn why she is the complete mess up that she is uh, she talks to the audience through her problems and her troubles with faith and all through stories of just like her complete failures on the mission field what for, how long does that does that run? Uh, about twenty six minutes. That's a twenty six minute monologue. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, monologue through a plethora of characters uh, back and forth, which is a lot of fun. So it's not just me for 26 minutes I straight. Say, I have like 20, I've had five minute monologue and contests in drama school and high school. I wouldn't even like that. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> a mouthful. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, when, when are you running? Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Adam and Jenny, but I believe it is October 9th at 7 p.m. <laughs> I'm pretty sure October 9th at 7 p.m. Are we fact checking? Uh, <laughs> October, October 9th actually at 8.30 Central? At 8.30 Central. There it is. October 9th at 8.30 Central. Now, uh, uh, Jenny and Adam, this, some of the shows are going to be, I guess, pre-recorded. I understand some of them are live streamed. What's, what's, which ones do we do? We, I don't want to say which because you can go through the whole list of them, I'm sure. But are there a majority of them being pre-recorded, a majority of them being live streamed? We have exactly one taker for the live stream experience. Um, we understand it's very daunting to live stream. Yeah. It's nice to pre-record and know that your show is ready and good to go and the thing that you want to present. But Sunday, October 4th, Rodney Brazil of Next Stage will be live streaming his one-man show called Naked Brunch. That's live out of Factory Obscura's mixtape experience. Yes, but all of the premieres will be followed with live Q&As with the artists. That's a lot easier to film when you're just sitting in front of a like a ca- like camera like we are right now to be able to do a Q&A with, with the artist. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but we are, we're really looking forward to uh, all of our pieces, to be fair. Yeah. Rodney yeah, Brazil, of course, we had him on last, last year, which was fantastic as well. We were really excited to have Rodney on. Um, yeah, last year he brought um, the Ultra Conservative Theater Summit, um, and the, which is uh, which was an ensemble piece with a, a cast of I don't know seven eight somewhere in there. This year he is doing a solo piece as well um, that will explore his feelings towards brunch in a in a, the many different forms that it can take. <laughs> That's fantastic. Do you have it been easier? Was it easier to go out to theater groups and saying, "Look, uh, you don't have to go anywhere. Just film what it is you're doing, and and we'll show it in in a of a live cast." Although it the not a live stream, but but a cast for for people to to show showcase what they can do. Was that easier? It was. It was a, an experience uh, because we signed everybody up all the way back in April. And uh, oh. the general vibe around the country at that time was, oh, we'll have flattened the curve. We'll have figured it out. We'll know what we're doing by the time October rolls around. And then we discovered that we still kind of don't fully know how to interact with large groups of people while all still staying safe. So we actually had to go through everyone that was accepted to the live in-person festival and say, hey, are you okay doing a digital festival or or do you feel like your piece isn't quite right for it? In fact, Sarah had that experience where she wrote a completely different piece that was supposed to be live and then changed it back in July yeah. to this new piece. Yeah. So did you already know this one, Sarah? Did you already have this one ready to go or, or did you write something new in that time? No, I created a brand new thing because necessity is the mother of invention. Um, I really wanted uh, to save, to, to make something new because the, the script I had submitted 
was number one, incredibly heavy and involving a lot of death and grief and suicide. And I don't know if that's quite the type of escape that people need right now. And also it just would not have been able to be done virtually. It just wasn't gonna, you know, it just wasn't gonna work out that way. So I thought, well, I'm gonna write something completely new that will work on this digital format, but also maybe could be seen, like you could see in your eye how it could be played on stage as well. It has both qualities. And also be a little bit lighter in considering the the mood of the country right yes. now. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Now I'm, I'm gearing more towards, uh, let's laugh a little bit. Let's laugh at how ridiculous people can be instead of uh, journeying down the dark hole. Yes, exactly. Brie, for you, was did you already have this one ready to go? Yeah, I had this one ready to go. Um, and I'd actually done a festival, a virtual festival last month as well. So I got kind of got to get a test run of it. And thankfully I had a recording, a stage version recorded already, but it definitely, i um, glad I got to do a dry run per se last month, but it's definitely something a bit strange, I think for everyone. Because like Sarah was saying, it's uh, something you almost have to either imagine something on stage and then already getting, I'm sure, well, it's only you and one other person, Sarah, but I can imagine for bigger casts, Mm -hmm. getting people together if you didn't already have it recorded. It's probably going to be a journey. Have we got any big casts for for our shows? Jenny, Um, Adam? Uh, Seasons Keep Changing has a cast of, gosh, like 15? Whoa. Yeah. They... Um, that play is written by Emma Brown and she's based in Clinton, Oklahoma. And I'm really excited for it because it seems as though the entire theatrical community has really rallied around this in Clinton has really rallied around, um, producing this piece, uh, and getting it to the festival and having it shown to the world. Um, so it's exciting that that many individuals could be galvanized by the project and and the filming process made it so that everyone could still say stay safe and participate in the artistic process so that's at least one that's a really big cast yeah i they don't have to travel here a brief for you uh, in new york is it better for you that you just don't have to worry about traveling. You can just record it and then still be able to see it. And of course, since it's live streamed, it's not in person. It can actually be seen by anyone around the world. Yeah, it's a uh, bittersweet. Definitely. I have friends and family who were not going to go to Oklahoma with me. Um, so it's great that they can tune in and see it. But of course, uh, missing the opportunity to see our wonderful founders, Adam and Jenny, <laughs> that's definitely something I missed. I was at Theater Crude last year, and that was my first time in Oklahoma City ever. And I had the honor of staying in their apartment for the week. Um, and I'm really am going to miss not being there again this year. It's so beautiful, and especially at that time of year. So going to miss that. But otherwise, uh Kind of a good thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take the good and the bad. And Sarah, for you, the it kind of gives you an opportunity. Again, we're not going live at a one spot in a theater. You are actually going to be doing this on the web, so it actually could be streamed by anyone, anywhere. Does it give you a chance to showcase the Namron players? 
Absolutely. It's nice because we have a lot of far-flung family and friends, and then also folks that have worked with Namron over the years who have moved away to, you know, California and Chicago and New York. And now we can say, guess what? You get to tune in and you don't have to buy a plane ticket and just kind of reconnecting. And it's very uh, emotional time anyway, but when you get to have the love and the, the people that you love around you kind of getting to watch you, even though they're far away. I'm glad that there will be a little bit of togetherness. When you filmed it, uh, Sarah, did you have one camera? Two, how many cameras did you have? And did you have to deal with a lot of editing? Well, I had one very nice camera that is owned by Brittany Peel, who is a really, really good friend and the wife of my performer. Mm -hmm. And so we just used their house. We had that one camera. We went through all of my scenes first. And then we went and did all of Lauren's scenes. And then we um, had maybe a couple scenes together, which is fun uh, to actually get to be together um, on the screen. So it went by in about, oh gosh, we did six hours one night and about four hours the next night. And we were able to film the whole thing. And we moved pretty fast. Sometimes working with friends, it can be hard because you want to be in business mode and I can get distracted and go into friend mode. But Brittany kept us all really on track and we, we drove through that thing and I don't have too much experience in filming, but I really loved watching her apply her film eye to things. And I would say, well, I just want it to be more theatrical. And she would say, what does that mean? And I'd say, I don't know, but I want it to feel more like theater. And she found ways to make the lighting and, and the whole filming aspect of it feel inherently theatrical. And I can't believe she was able to do that when I was so vague about my intentions. <laughs> well, in a typical filming, it took you several hours to do a 33 minute piece. Absolutely. <laughs> and sometimes we got lucky and had one take. And then sometimes you do it over and over again and you feel like you're just getting further and further away from what you want it to look like. Mm -hmm. It's, it's definitely discipline. I like stage plays where you mm -hmm. just you start at the beginning and you go all the way through every emotion and then you end up at the end right when you're filming you have to create emotions in the middle without um having done all of the work up to that point in that scene you know so that was a difficult part about uh filming and the beauty of live theater is if you make a mistake you just have to keep going you have to find a way to work through whatever it is you're going through right at that moment with film eh, just cut it and we'll, we'll just retake that. And so it, I don't know, it kind of takes, it takes away that, that spontane spontaneity that you usually get from theater. Yeah. It's been, it's been a really interesting uh, time because this question of what does theater mean in the digital world mm -hmm. is something that each of our artists has answered differently. Uh, and, and the question itself has no one answer. And it has been exciting to see. So, for instance, uh, Sarah went down the film route and uh, leaned into that. And, and, and rightfully so. I mean, theater that's being filmed, what is the line there? Uh, whereas uh, Brie was fortunate to have a piece that was filmed in front of a live audience that, or that was performed in front of a live audience and filmed. And then we can show that film and that's what she went with. And Rodney's going with the live broadcast answer. And so there is no one answer to what does theater mean in a digital world. 
and what an amazing opportunity to talk about this experience in in our in our time while we're dealing with things artists right now i know performing artists are having a lot of troubles because they you can't perform you can't put a crowd of people in seats and so this is an opportunity maybe for artists to show that they can grow and adapt yeah definitely a, an amazing learning opportunity for all of us in the performing arts brie you'd already had this filmed is that is that right in front of a, a live audience Yes, I did. And essentially at this point, it's almost like watching a play with a laugh track when I <laughs> watched it back the first time. Um, and this way, I feel like theater is sometimes a little bit more forgiving, opposite to film, like you were saying, because it's a, you kind of just have to live with what you got. And I could have re-recorded it, but watching it over, I got the same things that you would kind of experience in a live performance. I did it without a microphone, so I had to add subtitles because I'm like, man, I guess it was clear for the people sitting there because they're reacting. But watching this video, camera was a little too far, the microphone didn't catch it, so I had to sit and add subtitles. So it's kind of a, it was a, definitely a weird balance for sure. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing is, is I know it's one of the reasons I love theater. I've done film as well, but I love theater because when something's funny, you find out immediately from your audience and you don't always get that. I mean, especially Sarah, you're doing something that's funny, but you've filmed it. So the only time you'll find out if it's funny is if you get reactions from people when they're watching the show. Oh man. Right. I, uh, I tried really hard to just say, we're just going to try and make each other laugh. Yes. And to everyone, you know, everyone being Lauren and Brittany and their dog Borpo. So I tried really hard to just make my friend laugh. And, you know, that was that was good. I can't wait to make more people laugh, though. Yeah. It is lonely. <laughs> it is. I, and I, I know that everyone's going through this situation where we're not able to just be around each other. Uh, the fact that you guys could, uh, Adam, Jenny, bring this back for a second year. Are you excited that you could actually bring it back, even though it has to be in this format rather than the, the, the shows all live. Yeah. Yeah. We are excited that we can still showcase all this just great art and work that people have made and had prepared and still wanted to show even being able to adapt to, they thought it was going to be in person, but now it's all filmed or, or streamed. Um, yeah, it's great to keep the ball rolling, uh, keep the excitement about this type of theater out there in Oklahoma City, and hopefully we'll be able to get back in front of people next year. If not, we've we've smoothed out some of the kinks with the digital festival format, and we're ready to do that again if we have to. Oh, goodness. If this is still going on next October, I'd... Uh... Uh, so yeah, what was the reaction from last year? I never got a chance to, to hear from you guys on, on just how people felt about after your, your last show. Well, obviously you're bringing people back, so that's a good start. Yeah, it was successful by every metric that you could measure by. Um, we, it was very important to us that all of our artists felt taken care of and, were supported in their work and we got amazing feedback from all of our artists that they had a great time. And so that was a win. And we had small audiences, but we had audiences and for a festival that's just starting out, that was a big win. Um, 
financially we balanced. So that was a win. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And we, it's exciting that this year we have to explain who we are to a lot fewer people. Mm -hmm. Many more know who we are going in or what this is. Uh, And that is very exciting to me. Um, So yeah, last year was, was great. It was great. It's a lot harder. We were really looking forward to this year. uh, And we still have uh, partnered uh, and partnering with factory Obscura and before in the before times, we were going to be in their uh, brand new performance space. Down on 9th. Opened in June. Yeah. Uh, and we would have been one of the first things in there come uh. October. Uh, but so sadly that has all been affected by the pandemic. But we have still partnered with them and they have been amazing throughout this entire process. So if any of your listeners have not experienced Factory Obscure's mixtape yet. They are open. It's um, you basically get a private tour of the space, which is amazing. Um, so I definitely recommend, definitely, definitely, definitely recommend checking them out. Um, but they've been great, and they are um, helping us by providing space for artists who want to record. Or um, Ronnie Stream will be from their mixtape experience as well as providing insight for, for uh, all of the technology that goes behind doing a digital festival like this. Since they have been doing live from mixtape, uh, they had been doing it on Fridays every week and now they've switched it to Sundays. Uh, they've been doing that for, for months now. Um, so they had that bit of expertise that we could um, connect with. So they've been, they've been great. So we've got Sarah and Bree. Uh, you've mentioned Rodney and the players from Clinton. What other kind of shows can people expect? Let's see. Uh, Perpetual Motion Dance oh, is coming yay. back again this year. We love them. They That's are going fantastic. to be performing a show that, again, they were supposed to be doing in mixtape as a live interactive experience, but they have recorded it. So the world still gets to enjoy Rewind from Perpetual Motion. Um, of course, we always need the um, the musical, the campy horror musical. So Basket Case is a brand new piece that's coming up. That one should be pretty fun for those who like uh, weird musicals. Yeah, dark, dark comedy musical. Who doesn't? Um, they're based out of Guthrie. <laughs> Um, yeah, we got quite a few first-time playwrights along with uh, Emma Brown. There is also uh, Sage Cross um, has written, uh, I think, I don't know if this is his first stage piece. He normally writes screenplays, um, but it's called Birthday Boys. It's a two-person drama. Should be fun. Um, Jameson and Juice, uh, another local company, um, Keegan and Kenny. Uh, I think they have Oh, they are they are well entrenched in Oklahoma City theater community. They've worked with Third Act and Toolbox mm. for, um, if not others, those are just off the top of my head. Um, yeah, that piece is um, a two-hander between uh, a recently deceased O.J. Simpson 
and the lawyer that he has visited as a deceased person. <laughs> he wants to write his will posthumously. Yes. Is that how you pronounce that word? Humus? Posthumously? Posthumously. The emphasis, <laughs> the emphasis was wrong. Thank you. Thank you, Brie. <laughs> I use the word too often. It's strange, I know. The, they use the word posthumously too long, too often. Um, this now, where can uh, let's let's kind of go around because we gotta we gotta finish out here. Uh, Sarah, where can people find out more information about not only you uh, but also uh, the Namron Players? Awesome. Uh, the Namron Players Theater. Remember, it is Norman spelled backwards. It's a 501c3 here in Norman, and they do all kinds of cool stuff. I'm actually going to be teaching uh, beginning playwriting and an advanced playwriting workshop with them in October, November-ish. So you can check out namronplayerstheater.org for more information about the Your Story workshops. And I'm going to be working with them in the future. And I'm excited about uh, being able to spread the word a little bit through this opportunity with Theater Crude. I couldn't be more proud to be a part of it. Are you guys on Twitter? Mm, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know if Namron's on Twitter. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I can always search for that. Uh, Bree, what about you? Where can people find you? Sure. Um, so I have a website. It's a uh, Brie Gagne, B-R-I-G. Gagne, I'm so sorry. I should have asked you about right. that earlier. It's been Gagne until I learned that there was an accent. So there's <laughs> that. <laughs> but it's my name.com. And I don't have a Twitter either. Uh, but I do have an Instagram, which is kind of where I culminate, I guess, anything that would be on like Facebook or if someone did have a Twitter. And that is at Brain Gag. B-R-A-I-N-G-A-G. And that's pretty much all shenanigans and future works, I guess. <laughs> what do you want to do tonight, Brain? That would be uh, so it, it is just for people who don't know because I'm seeing it spelled right now. It's B-R-I-G-A-G-N-E. Correct. Yes. But Brie com is my website. My Instagram is Brain Gag. B-R-A-I-N-G-H-E. Fantastic. Thanks, Bree. Uh, yeah. Jenny, Adam, tell us, okay, so where can people find out more information about uh, Theater Crude and your festival coming up in just less than a week? Yeah, we are on Facebook at Theater Crude. We are on Twitter at Theater Crude. Uh, and we are on Instagram, Theater Crude OKC. But the best place is our website, which is theatercrude.org. All of those are theater spelt with an R-E and crude is C-R-U-D-E. It's the theater with an R-E is the only way to spell it. That's, that's as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Even when I'm, oh, movie theater, I always spell with an R-E. I can't help myself. So, <laughs> And and are you, do you know how many people you're expecting? I mean, it's kind of hard because they're not going to be physical, yeah. but. We're, we're jumping into the unknown. So we will be pleased with any number that the world wants to give us. And of course, if anybody misses the premieres, they are welcome to buy an all access pass for $5 and then they could watch any of the performances anytime they want throughout the entire month of October. Again, something special, even though we're having to deal with this situation, if it was a live theater, you couldn't be able to do that. You can actually go back and see it. And for only $5 to see all these wonderful performances, it's just gotta be very exciting. Yes, yeah. we are. We are glad to have the opportunity to share. 
Fantastic. Sarah, Bree, uh, Jenny, Adam, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is awesome to get the word out so folks know they can tune in without leaving their couch. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. We'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Well, please let me know. We can talk about it on the show. You can also find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Adam and Jenny Brand, Sarah Fenner-King, and Brianna Gagne, I'm Michael Cross reminding you to keep calm and geek on. <laughs>